The Giants could be in cap hell this offseason. What moves could Big Blue realistically make on the free agent market? We'll examine the Giants' cap casualties, who else might be cut, and what the offseason ahead holds for Dave Gettleman and company. All that and more next on a free agency edition of Blue Rush from the New York Post. To Blue Rush, we are back, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Subscribe to Blue Rush, catch up on all episodes with all our wonderful guests, wonderful shows from season two of the pod, wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, but make sure you give us that five-star rating, write in a nice review on Apple Podcasts, a special free agency edition of the show with our host, the New York Post longtime Giants beat writer, Paul Schwartz. And two-time Super Bowl champion, Giants kicker, Lawrence Tynes. Guys, it's been a while. Welcome back to Blue Rush. A lot to get into. Take it away, Paulie. Thanks, Jake. Lawrence, you're back from Hawaii, huh? I heard you spent, um, what, months in Hawaii or something like that? What was that? You left the uh, contiguous United States for uh, greener pastures? What happened there? I did. I was working on a, a quick comeback to the NFL, and yeah. I figured out after a couple of days that I, it's not in the card, so I just stayed on the beach. But no, I was out there for a friend's wedding. It, it was awesome. We had a great time. It is good to see all of you, which people don't know at home. I can see all of my co-hosts and producers so it is great to see everybody looking fabulous so this is the first time since you've been in hawaii so long this is the first time you've been wearing a shirt in how long a month or so what is this yeah i like to show off the pecs you know steve weatherford program i'm on it's been a couple days but you know i'm back in reality in kansas and it's cold again so well Tynes, he's was... talking about the damn peloton like it's it's the new yeah. thing him and Sarah. Listen, we're not, listen we're not gonna All give him any it. free promotions here not any free. They want to get on board the Blue Rush podcast. We're not going to hype up the Peloton. Me and right Paul now. are old school. We do treadmills. That's what we do, right? Sarah, Paul? Sarah kicks ass on the Peloton too. So you guys, I'm, listen, I'm a big fan, but let's still they start paying some bills here. We're not going to give them any love. Yeah, the, the it's so typical that the former kicker is a Peloton guy. You know, it I is. mean, I mean, can can you stop worrying about burning fat and calories and no. just be a man and hey. have have a little have a little something on your <clears throat> body and not I worry do. About I do, I do, I do. I have a little bit of, you know, oh. Eli's hawking hot sauce, for God's sakes. I can at least talk about a bike. Yeah, but just, all right. What, it, it, Stationary well, bike, the, though. The, the kicker with a Peloton, it just makes too much sense. That's all. I mean, how about some dumbbells? Would and you? Free, free I do, I do lift weights. Come on. I mean, know, I, I don't just get on the bike and leave. I get into the... Chewing the iron and, and eating pizza and being one of the guys. Come on. You, all right. You, what do. happened to the back of the bus, Lawrence Tynes, from the Giants? The back You're going to have to get... Chris Neon, what about him? He weighs the. I think he, I weigh more than he does. So is yeah, he no I, longer I, tough? Um, yeah, he's tough, but he's he's. I don't know if he's a Peloton tough though. All right, we're that's, getting out of control. But these, these Paul, are, I've been Paul. I've been following you. You're keeping up with free agency really well. So obviously, we're going to talk about Daniel Jones and and Gettleman and. Well, look, you know, what, you know what, Lawrence, this is it's really interesting, isn't it? That this is the, the year of the quarterback, right? Quarterback empowerment. I don't want to play here anymore. I want to go. Yeah. You hear all these guys, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Matthew Stafford, all changing teams. Deshaun Watson wants to change teams. Mitchell Trubisky needs a new team. Drew Brees, is he retiring? Is he not retiring? Russell Wilson, is he coming back to Seattle? Is he not? Sam Darnold staying with the Jets? 
Who knows, right? Jimmy Garoppolo, is he going to be in San Francisco? Is he not going to be in San Francisco? You have all this intrigue about quarterbacks, and then you come to the New York football giants, right? We don't need no stinking quarterback. Stability, movement. baby. Stability. You bring back Daniel Jones. Dave Gellman and Joe Judge talked about this last week. First of all, should the Giants have been intrigued by some of this quarterback movement and maybe dip their feet in the water or... In Daniel Jones, we trust. What do you think? Oh, hell yeah. I would have made a call for Deshaun Watson. I would have definitely made a call. How can you not? I mean, if he's available, what is it going to take? Obviously, teams have to do that. Daniel Jones has got a big year coming up. Holy cow. I'm nervous for him. I mean, we talked about last year he had to play well. Jeez almighty. He's good. I mean, this is... This is it, really. He's going to have to have a really good season. But I am kind of glad, of kind of looking down at the end of my nose at all these other teams, we have some stability for well, the first uh, time in a while. Yeah, stability is great if, if it's the right guy. You know, Dave Gettleman was asked about it. He said, we've had Daniel for two years. We've done the evaluation on him, and we really believe he's the guy. No reason to go look. That's what he said. There's no reason to go look. Joe Judge was asked about Daniel Jones and, you know, any sense that you guys are going to look around and things like that. And he said, nope, it hasn't been tempting at all. He said, nope, we have confidence in Daniel. He's the player we want to work with going forward. He's shown us improvement. There's a lot of things I can go on about the respect we have for him in the locker room. Uh, And he said, the simple answer to that is no. Now, you know, you can mock that a little bit around the league. You know, the Giants are set with Daniel Jones, but... Look, they have to run with him for a third year. Uh, yep. at, at this time next year, God willing, we'll do in a podcast, and we will know 100% whether it's thumbs up or thumbs down yeah. on Daniel Jones. We'll I think know. you're right. Like, we'll I think that. you're right. Yeah. yeah. There'll be enough tape out there, and they're going to put some young talent around him this year, and hopefully Saquon can come back healthy and the offensive line will be intact. I mean, it's this is an opportunity for him to, and the entire offense, to play well. Now, did you notice uh, there was some news with Saquon this week? The fifth-year option number came out. Yes, yeah, $7.2 million for uh, the Giants to pick up Saquon's fifth-year option for 2022. That would be a lot less of a cap hit than the $10 million he's going to make this year. Really unusual for, uh, uh, you know, for, for a guy to pick up a fifth-year option and the number to go down. No-brainer, right, to pick up that fifth-year yeah. option? They have until April to do it, I believe. Yeah, I think you totally have to. And I, what was interesting to me was the formula and how they came about those numbers with Pro Bowls, playing time. I thought it was pretty neat, actually. You have to earn it. It is a good deal for the Giants and. You know, hopefully he has a good season, a healthy season, and we can renew him and keep him in blue for a long time. Yeah, Dave Gettleman said, we're going to have to make a decision in the spring on whether we pick up the fifth-year option or not. And, you know, some people kind of, their ears kind of perked up and said, like, decision? What decision? He, he's now, just look, playing the game with the Correct. Engine. There's no reason to say it now, but, you know, yeah. some people kind of went a little gaga over it. Yeah. But it does bring out, once again, you got a guy who is a unbelievable athlete who gets paid to move and cut and you know, run over people and run past people, and he's coming off an ACL. It's another issue that the Giants don't want to have, but they're going to have to have it. Now, by April, when they have to make this decision, they will not have even seen Saquon on the field. You know what I mean? I guess their medical people will have looked at him. It's just another thing the Giants don't need right now, and I'm sure it'll be okay. He's a hard worker. ACLs, unfortunately, are kind of like nickel and dime surgeries, right? You have them. And 10 months later, you're okay. But just something that Giants fans need to look at of all the many things they need to worry about. It's on the list. It's on, Is Saquon going to be Saquon? Yes. I think it's right up there with how good is Daniel Jones going to be this year, right? I mean, it's it's one of the top worries we're probably going to have this year. He's had a, He had another ACL back in college, I believe, maybe late in high, high school. So 
he knows how to come back from them. He is older. He is a little bit. I know it's, I say older. He's not that old, but he's got some mileage on those wheels. And he's the one I'm most worried about, to be honest with you. It yeah. just, it's just one of those. He's a cutter. Just You mentioned it. He cuts. He runs. He gets hit a lot. So hopefully they ease him into it and he can come back and be a be the player he was. Now, before we get into some free agency stuff, just a little bit of house cleaning. Do you realize that Joe Judge now has 27 coaches on his staff? 27. Now, that's some teams have more. Most teams do not have more. He is adding guys like the yeah. more the merrier. I mean, do you know how many coaches when you started with the Giants there were? There weren't 27, right? No. No, not even close. I mean, we had the traditional <laughs> positional coaches, right. and then you had like a quality control one on each side of the ball. It sounds like to me, if you ever walked in front of Joe Judge, you were getting hired at the Giants. It's like you ever shook his hand in some form in college football. He's hiring all these coaches that are getting fired from college. I don't know what that is. Sometimes we always talk about too many cooks in the kitchen, but I also think you could look at it the other way is where – you know, Joe doesn't have an ego and he loves all this knowledge all in one place. And so, you know, he did that by the hires he made with his coaching staff last year. He he hired guys that could potentially compete for his job one day that were yeah. head coaches. You're right. It's almost like, you know, Joe Judge walks into a deli and else I'll have turkey on, <laughs> tur- turkey on a club roll, yeah, lettuce, I tomato, mean, mayo. Man, you did a good job with that. Would you like to be a um, tight ends, coordinating, special teams? Yeah, I no mean, kidding. Lawrence, he has. Did you have an assistant offensive line coach when you started with the Giants? You know, we actually did, and did, he is okay. a head coach in the NFL right now, Matt Rule. Right. Okay. Very good. Now he yes. has four guys who are going to be working with the offensive line. He hired a guy, Jeez. Rob Sale, who was with Joe Judge for one year at Alabama. He has never coached in the NFL. He's been a college offensive line coach. He's their offensive line coach. Ben Wilkerson is back as the assistant offensive line coach. A guy you know very well, and I'm sure I like a lot, Pat Flaherty. Right. Very Flats. good. The best. Great. Yeah. The best. Right. You, you know, yep. we can get Snee and O'Hara and and yep. McKenzie and Deal, and and they will sing his praises. He's back as a consultant. He's going to be doing offense and defense, but a bunch of stuff with the offensive line. And Freddie Kitchens, who this is the this is the really the interesting one. He was the tight ends coach last year. He's going to be a senior offensive assistant. Oh, by the way, he's going to do some work with the offensive line. He's going to do some work up front. I mean, could you imagine going? You got to be multiple. You got to be multiple to work for Coach Judge. Uh, And unfortunately, we haven't had him on the show yet, but we are going to. We could probably all have senior positions with the Giants if we wanted them. He didn't even call me about running the kickoff team, for God's sakes. You know, you know, you know what this says? This says that when Joe Judge goes to Gettleman and then Gettleman goes to John Mara, I don't know yeah. how exactly that goes, and says, look, I want to hire this guy as a – consultant you know that's a line on the budget you know that they're not paying this guy 15 bucks an hour uh, i want to hire this guy as so a, i didn't know that so in the nfl there is no limit on a number of coaches there's no limit okay. so, so this is adding and adding so this shows joe judge has got the ear of the owners here that he says i like you know, you know people like big government right people like small government joe judge likes big government there's big, a lot of guys there big, you know, and, and you've been upstairs in those offices there's not a lot of room up there. I mean, they're getting crowded in those upstairs offices. Where to put all these guys? Yeah, it's like, I think Jake said it one time on a show, like Oprah. It's like, you get a job, you get a job, you get a job. Listen, good for them. Hopefully it works out, because if not, they're all going to get fired. So Now, now none of these offensive guy, line guys are going to be coaching Kevin Zeitler this year. On a scale of 1 to 10, was that a 1 being you knew it was coming, 10 being it's the shock of your life? Where was the release of Kevin Zeitler? Put in the middle. 
five, six. I thought he's he's been a very steady influence, a good player, solid player up there. I get it number-wise, but they obviously think internally they have something. Maybe they move Hernandez over there and keep Who's the other guard? Shane Lemieux. Shane, Shane Lemieux. Lemieux. See, I'm yeah. out of form. I'm out of form. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hernandez, what, the right. You weren't thinking of Shane Lemieux on the beaches in uh, no, I wasn't. Uh, Waikiki, you are you? No, but no. but but they do have a. Uh, you know, I like their offensive line. I really do. I that that is not a a unit that concerns me going into the season. It's just not. I, okay. I think they yeah, have yeah. enough guys there. What are, are your concerns up there, then, Paul? If you oh. if okay, go ahead. Tell me. Where, where I mean, are my I, concerns? Okay, I'll give you that. Andrew Thomas got a lot better at left tackle. Now he's not a short thing, but he's the guy. Uh, Nick Gates was not rated high, but I like him at center. I think he's an ascending player at center, okay? Shane Lemieux at left guard right now is, to me, a complete toss-up. He he cannot pass block. He is a complete toss-up. The right guard was Kevin Zeitler, who, as you said, was a solid player. Now, I can't go crazy about them releasing him. He was supposed to make 12 million. They saved $12 yeah. million dollars on the cap. The great George Young told me once, when you pay great players great money, everything is fine. When you pay good players great money, you've got a problem. So that's what was going on with yeah. Zeitler. So I get it. So you have a big question at right guard. You have a very big question at right tackle. I can't see Matt Pert. Tremendous. Long arms. You love him. You're the fan club <clears throat> member of, of the yep. Matt Pert fan club. He has proven nothing. So I, I think there are issues there. Whoa, you- whoa, whoa, whoa. Go back. Go back. What, what do you mean he has proven nothing? What what did he, he had a, he what did he have a hundred snaps in the NFL seventy what, good ones though okay am, am I bullish that he can be an NFL player yes you mentioned Will Hernandez this coaching staff absolutely threw Will Hernandez to the curb at the end of the season that's they, okay they, they did that's not okay. play him so for now you're going to tell me oh they're going to wake up and say yep. you know what we really think Will Hernandez can be a starting guard we'll see about that but we'll Will see. Hernandez did not forget how to play football he just fell out of favor somehow mm-hmm. I, I mean he had COVID he, he looked to me overweight I know he's a big man anyway but well he must he not have been me. on the Peloton for he was not riding with yeah. me Robin's class he was not in Robin's classes with me losing those pounds I think this could be a uh, it's a contract year for him. We all know where Will Hernandez came from. I wouldn't bet against Will Hernandez. He lived in a damn garage. No, I'm serious. Like the guys like that will reset. He will recalibrate, and he'll be a very very good player. I just think they know what they got. Maybe they were just challenging him. I think Will Hernandez comes back and has a really really good year and starts. Now, do you bring Nate Solder back? Now he is not coming back for 16.5 million on the cap. We get that. It was very interesting this week. Nate Solder published something on Twitter and said. You know, I understand for a 32-year-old, you know, it might not be a great market. I didn't play last year. Now, he opted out for COVID. He's a cancer survivor. God bless his kindergarten son is battling cancer. You know, I mean... Nate Solder is the salt of the earth, but it's a business and um, he's not coming back for that money. They are trying to renegotiate something with him. He would not be to replace, you know, go back to his old position, left tackle. It would be, uh, I would say, either right tackle or a swing tackle, a guy to compete. Would you bring him back if the price is right? Yes, I would. I need You need a veteran presence up there because right now we don't really have one. I mean, Zeitler's gone. Hernandez is probably your next oldest guy. Fleming's probably... He's a free agent. I mean, listen, and and people just discard him like he was garbage. He was not garbage. He was a capable player. He got beat some just like every other NFL tackle. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they sign him back. I don't know. They they didn't sign him last year to start him. He's going to be cheap. Yeah. Yeah. They they signed him. True. 
to play both sides. And and he'll and, get starter, you know, whatever low-end starter money is somewhere probably. But if not, I think he liked it enough to come back. I mean, when you're playing, you, you like where you're playing. So Now, if you can get out of your Hawaiian-induced... <laughs> Here we go. In, I've, okay? been back. And, I've been back for two weeks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a withdrawal, I know. Yeah. When you think back when you were a player, when free agency started, you were only a free agent once in your career, correct? Yep. When free agency hit and you knew, okay, I got these seven players on my team. I, I really like these guys. I hope they can come back. You know, they're not all going to come back. What What is the inside the head of a player when either himself or all his teammates and you're like, okay, it's the money game now. Who's coming back? Who's not? It's, it's kind of a uh, unsettling time, isn't it? It can be, but I mean, you learn very, very quickly in the NFL that, you know, you may have really close friends and, and teammates, but at a moment's notice, they can be gone. I mean, guys can get traded any day before for a certain time period of the season. Guys can get cut and then guys move on to other teams. This team, you know, it'll be interesting because I think every year you're trying to recalibrate camaraderie and cohesiveness of a team. And this team will be different than last year's team. Mm-hmm. You know, there'll be some different personalities. There'll be some young draft picks coming in. and But you can always count on one thing, I think, with this team based off Joe Judge is the leadership that he brings and the way he's able to bond guys, even through Zoom and limited practices, last year. That's why he's a good coach. I mean, he, he, if this team can come together and get, you know, a little bit better, what are they going to be next year? I don't know. Uh, I just, you know, hopefully they're better. Are, does that mean they're a playoff team? I don't think this is a playoff year or bust. And hopefully I don't think we go into free agency thinking we need to find guys that can get us to the playoffs. I'd like to keep building this roster because it's pretty young. Leonard Williams was never going to go anywhere. You know, they didn't give him $16 million last year and have him have a huge season 11 and a half sacks. I mean, you talk about a guy who had a contract year and then some, right? So they were going to either franchise him, which they did, 19.4 million. That is an untenable amount on their cap. They need to work out a deal with him at some point soon here so they can have some money in free agency. Right now they are, says what this Kevin Zeitler move did. They were about 8 million over the cap, okay? Over the salary cap of 182.5 million. They cut one player, Kevin Zeitler, and got about 4 million under the cap. Now yep. they're going to need more money to sign players. Leonard Williams stays at some, you know, either he stays on, on the franchise tag or, or hopefully they work out a deal for him. That could be the death knell of the, on the roster to Dalvin Tomlinson. Now you've played with guys like Dalvin Tomlinson, hardworking, selfless, never miss a snap, second round pick, quiet leader he's replaceable i guess he's a good player he's not a pro ball player he's a good player will it send a bad message of dalvin tomlinson does not resign with the giants in that locker room i mean i think of you mentioned guys i played with uh, barry cofield limville joseph or guys yeah. who didn't i don't know if it's organizationally there or something they just don't really value i don't want to say they don't value that position because obviously leonard williams got the but he's a different player they just have never paid those guys the nose you know, tackles i, right? I think the, barry the was tackles. a second yeah. round pick was he maybe or no he was or, lower cofield he was a bit or, lower. or limville yeah. joseph was limville joseph was a second round pick second and, and yeah. so but those are guys who really never saw second contracts in new york in mm-hmm. um at least not big ones I hope they keep Dalvin. I mean, we talked about him starting the most games ever for a Giants draft pick in his first four seasons. Joe Judge speaks highly of him. But again, it's we go back to the business. People forget this is not fantasy football. You have to figure it out. I would like to see him keep him, I hope. But yeah, to answer your original question, yeah, this is, I think you have to at least make an attempt and show the players that you at least try to offer him decent money. I mean, the only way he comes back is if he goes out in the market and, and, and mm-hmm. it, look, it's a depressed economy for a lot of these veterans now 
because yeah. the cap is $16 million less than it was last year. So if he goes out in the market and he's not great in getting great feelers, maybe he signs a one-year deal to come back to the Giants. You know, I could maybe see that. And then, you know, if he doesn't get something great out there because he knows – I know the system. They love me. I can come back, play for a decent salary for a year. He's a 10-plus million-a-year player, wouldn't you well, say, somewhere uh, around there? Uh, yeah, uh, yes. 10 to 12? Uh, 10 to 12, probably? 10, I would say, yes, but I, I don't think the Giants can pay him 10. So, no, you know, I mean, and I mean, that's, I, that's they, what they, I'm worried that, about. That's yeah. the problem. But, you know, they, these all these free agents who are going to kind of get less in this market will also know, if I sign a one-year deal next year, the cap is going to go. First of all, the cap is going to go way but, up. The cap but, goes up $10 million yeah. every year. The TV contract are going up the cap next year can be 20 or 22 million dollars more than it is this year more money for everybody but are you you know this year you're going to have to sign it's going to be hard to sign a one-year deal because all of that is going on the cap of that team for that year true so maybe you you sign a a two or three year deal with some voidable years after it to spread out your guarantee because teams are not going to be able to bring you on and say here's 12 million because that's just like your every player they sign on a one-year deal is a franchise tag in a weird stupid way because it goes against that cap Paul, I'm curious. The Giants are in cap hell. What can they do to clear enough space to be buyers here in the free agent market? Because it seems like they got to shed another $20 million or so. So what players can they uh, cut or reconstructure outside of Solder to try to clear some cash? Well, you say cap hell, okay? I think if, they're if, fine. If the Giants are in cap hell, then the Saints are oh. the, the Saints are the throes of Hades and, you know, walk in the netherworld forever. I mean, the, the, the Saints are literally taking starting players and cutting them. Bang, the Chiefs. Bang. The Chiefs cut both their starting tackles. Both their starting I mean, tackles. That's and the, wild. The, the reason they were not competitive and didn't maybe win the Super Bowl is because they didn't Those have their two guys. starting tackles. And then it's they a cut weird them. year. So I mean, so, the, somebody said it. There's great players out there right now, big time Pro Bowl players that are getting cut, and it's, yeah, yeah. it's because uh, of the cap. So it's going to be interesting to see where they all end up. But Jake, you, you, yes, you make a the good point is that you can't go into free agency with four million bucks and expect to sign a bunch of guys. Um, well, you got to sign I, your rookie class too. I mean, you yeah, got to leave I, what look, six million for that. I think you can almost take 10 million of that right now and think or more that Nate Solder is not going to be here at that price. So that is money that will come right back on the books. Dave Gettleman said they're not into extending guys and, 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 you know, because you're just kicking the can down the road, you know, you, you have to pay the piper at some point, but they will readjust some guys, I believe. And also if they can come to a deal with Leonard Williams, that 19.4 million on the cap, you can get 12 million right there. So there are things to be done to get money. Here's the thing. I think if the Giants... Now, we'll talk about some of these players in a minute. You know, I don't think they're going to go shopping you know, at Saks Fifth Avenue here. You know, they're not going to start going bang, bang, bang. I'm paying bust out retail. I don't care what the price is. But if they had targeted a guy, a couple of guys, they will probably be able to get him, you know, and not say, well, we offered him 8 million and the guy got 16. They're not in the ballpark. Now, Lawrence, getting back to what you just said, you just said something about fantasy football, which shows you are completely on the same wavelength as the Giants head coach. Let me read you what Joe Judge said about free agency and and, and let me get your thoughts. He said, look, I'm always a long-term picture guy. You have success by continuously building your team through the draft. 
by developing your players, adding the right players in free agency that fit you scheme and fit you personality and culture. He said, the one thing to keep in mind as we go through this free agency point of the year, look, it's very exciting. There's a lot of press and media and it's all over TV, but the reality is it's not fantasy football. Okay. Taking your word. You can't just grab a player, put him on your team and think everything's going to work out. So that tells me in what you know about Joe Judge is, look, last year he was hired and they brought in James Bradbury and they brought in Blake Martinez and later they brought in Logan Ryan. Hit, 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 right? Single, double, home run or home run, home run, triple, whatever you want to call it. So they will spend money on guys, yeah. but but they are not the kind of team, right? And Joe Judge is not the kind of coach who says, I, I need, I, I want that guy, that guy, that guy, sign him and we'll figure it out, right? He wants to be the fit. Yeah. And, you know, they have to fit the program. It's funny because I'm looking at, I haven't taken a deep dive into their salary, but you know, it's funny, Paul, there's not a lot of guys that are on these huge long-term deals. So there's not a lot of, what that means is there's not a lot of opportunities to renegotiate other than, you know, maybe Bradbury and Solder. And, you know, you could probably do Blake somehow, maybe add a year, give him some more money. But outside of that, there's just no one really on big, big deals, you know, Sterling Shepard, I mean, I think his deal's about right, but, you know, Bradbury and Nate Solder are really your only two places to maybe save some money. Right, they can give a little bonus money. They don't want to artificially just, you know, really reduce this year's cap number, and I don't think they will do that. They will at some point, like Jake mentioned, they will do it at some point to get some more money, but not, they're not going for it this year. They're not, you know, they're not, you know, the Rams are going for it. You know, the Rams have to make the NFC Championship game, get in the Super Bowl. Heck, they were in the Super Bowl a few years ago. They got to get to the damn Super Bowl. They are cashing yeah. out this year for it. And the Giants are not in that ballpark. But nope. um, And the one thing Dave Gettleman said is, you know, people mentioned to him, look, you guys need a receiver. You guys need an edge rusher. You know, oh, by the way, a lot of teams need those two things. But, you know, you guys need that. What are you going to do? How are you going to afford both of those? Gettleman said, well, there is a draft, right? He said, yeah. you don't necessarily have to buy them both. And so, Put it this way, if the Giants sign a pretty good receiver in free agency, people mm-hmm. are going to say, okay, that's good, but what about edge rusher? You know, And if they sign an edge rusher, people are going to say, well, what about the damn wide receiver group? So you can't solve everything in one or two moves. Their thrust will be the draft. I don't know if you've looked at this a lot. When you look, I mean, what do you think their number one priority should be in free agency? Receiver? Receiver. Edge receiver. Rusher. Okay, receiver. Yeah, which, which is what? They, they need to sign the best receiver on the team. What is your thoughts there? Uh, yeah, I just, the best player they can get at 11. And then do it again, maybe at two, or maybe find another lineman. I, I wouldn't, I don't like any of these receivers in free agency. I just really? don't. Really? Okay, so I don't, so I, I was I don't like ask, any I of them. you first about free agency. What do you think they should do? What is their priority in free agency? You say receiver or no? No. No, okay. not at all. I, no, and I people forget we're getting Carter back. You know, he tore his Achilles. He was an ascending player. Oh, Shane right? Zimenez is coming back. Zimenez is coming back. I mean, people forget about these guys that got hurt, except Saquon, because he's a bigger name. But I would not touch receiver. I don't like any of these receivers. You have to overpay for them. They rarely ever pan out whenever they get big money in free agency. I just wouldn't touch one. Yeah, well, well, PFF guys, I don't know how much stock you put in it, is predicting the Giants to sign Kenny Galladay for four years, 85 million. No, we can't. There's no way. It's impossible. Who who, who predicted that? Pro football focus. I don't know if you put stock in it. Well, they they, they don't. I I mean, they just. They need to refocus is what they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to give him 20 million a year? No way. Now, someone's going to give him a lot of money. He's a good player. Now It's not going to be us. He's a good player, and. He played in five games last year, okay? He had a hip flexor. He played yeah, in five no games. 
Yeah, that is not happening. You know, I I, I mean, I'm going to write about, I'm going to throw Kenny Galladay's name in, in stories I write. And, and yep. basically, <clears throat> I'm going to say what we're saying here is that, you know, he's out there. He's a good name. He would instantly be the Giants' best receiver. They're not paying him $20 bucks a year. What about guys? You said you don't like these guys. Corey, I don't like any of them. You don't like Corey Davis. You don't like Curtis Samuel. I like Corey Davis for the right price because he's played actually more football than Galladay. And big, he's kind, big. he kind of fits into guy. that, big, big. fits yeah. into that, you know, Giants. Joe Judge kind of guy. Seems like it. I don't know the kid, but I, I would get him at the right price because I think you can get him for half that. He's not going to command $20 million a year. No, 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 no. So, but I do like the kids in the draft. There's so many talented receivers in this draft, and I know people go back and forth on all the Alabama guys, but there's other guys out there at 11. We'll be able to get a good, good receiver. The draft is, is you know, they have to do this first, then you go to the draft. This draft, last year's mm-hmm. draft was loaded with receivers. This last, yeah. this year's draft was loaded plus with receivers. They could get a guy in the second round who could potentially yeah, start himself. For sure. So what about the edge rushers? You got guys like Bud Dupree, who's coming off an ACL. Nope. No, just because he's nope. coming off an ACL? Yeah, I don't okay. like that. We okay. already got, yeah, that's dangerous. Okay. A uh, guy I like, the Saints, I don't know if they can keep him. Trey Henderson had... 13 and a half sacks last year. He's Ooh. 26 years old. He's kind of like a better Kyler Fackrell in my mind in some ways. Mm. Now, I don't think he's going to command 15 million a year. Uh, you know, he's not a bargain basement guy either. You know, uh, you know, I, I think you have to think outside the box a little bit with some of these guys. He yeah. would be a guy that intrigues me. Now, now there are going to be a ton of veteran guards on the market okay veteran guards zeitler gabe jackson joe thuney who's going to command a fortune you know joe judge could probably you know cut off his left arm to get joe thuney with from the patriots yeah i don't know if you can do that can you no i just don't the cap it just depends on what they do with leonard williams if leonard williams can get a long-term deal done and free up some of that 19 million for people that don't understand the cap that whatever it is 180 20 million of his salary the night all of that is on this year's cap so That is a humongous number. And like you said, you can get it down to under 10, right? Oh, absolutely. The first year, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. that's going to be the most important thing. Otherwise, you're not really shopping in free agency. You're waiting for these guys that get looked over and they're signing, you know, for a million bucks or something. You guys also have to answer the Evan Ingram question. What do they do with Evan Ingram? Friend of the program, not a friend of some Giants fans. But uh, what's the Evan Ingram situation? What do they do with him? <laughs> it's This is a tough one because... He is a friend of the show, and man, I, I'll be—I'll just go ahead and say it. I've never seen a more inconsistent player. Like, let's be real. And I don't even know, inconsistent might be somewhat friendly because I feel like there's almost as much bad as there is good. Having said that, he has somehow integrated himself into this coaching staff. They love him. So whatever that means, and that, that means a lot, he just needs to get out of his own way. That's my opinion of him. Now, like now, he, Joe, I would, Joe, I would have sent yeah. him to a not to a weight room this offseason, to a psychologist, seriously, and said, "You got to figure out, get out of your own way," because that's the only thing stopping him is himself. And you know what? You know, we, we kind of smirk at that a little bit, Lawrence. But uh, you know, but that, it's that, true. That, it's true, and it's also not not uncommon. It, it's not bad. You know what I mean? It's no. not bad. You know, if a guy's got a bad arm, he does rehab on his arm. Now, I'm not yep. saying Evan Ingram has a bad head, but anything we can do for these guys to to make them feel better. You know, not everyone is an alpha dog. Tough nope. guy. I'm the greatest thing out there. You know, some guys need a little need a little pick me up. I think Evan Ingram unquestionably needs a little pick me up. Now he's you know, Joe Judge sang his praises the other day. I I, I buy it, but I don't say. A hundred percent. You know, they could be pumping him up because they want to trade him, but he only costs six yeah. million dollars. This, you know, he he's not a high ticket guy. 
And and here's the thing with Evan Ingram and this offense. If you want to say dump Evan Ingram, okay, he is their most explosive. And I don't care if you roll anyone rolls their he eyes. Is. He's the I most agree. explosive guy, not named Saquon Barkley, on their offense for an offense that stunk last year. So if, if if you are going to replace him with somebody better, fine. Until you do, he's on the team and you work with him and he's on the last year of his contract and you try to, you know, get as much out of him as possible because he that that you just he you just, is he, he can do it i think he can he do can it. do it. i think he i know he can do it we've seen him do it it's just a matter of um getting out of your own way and i hope he does because obviously he's such a great guy and obviously the coaching staff likes him too um i hope he figures it out because i, I think he cares almost too much i mean i know that may sound crazy sometimes you can care so much Sometimes you got to have a little I don't give a you know what when you play this game and I think if he can find a little bit of that he's going to do great. I to your point Paul, he is the most explosive player on that team right now. A healthy healthy player. If they went another direction guys, Hunter Henry, Kyle Rudolph, Jared Cook, Tyler Croft are kind of the uh, other They're players. all going to cost more than 6 million. Yeah. Yep. Right? I mean, yes. I, yes. I I just that's where you know people forget it's there's there's money involved in this. You can't just look at a guy and say, yeah, we want him. But it's funny. You get on social media, any player released, Giants are like, oh, yeah, we'll take him. Yeah, he'd be great. You know, it's like, whoa, well, slow down. One guy who, who's an interesting name who is going to cost money, but, you know, Andrew Norwell might be Dave Gettleman's best signing ever when he was the gm of the panthers he signed him as an undrafted free agent out of ohio state okay uh-huh. and he was a good player as a rookie he got better he signed a few years ago a five-year 66.5 million dollar contract remember when he was on the market he was all of a sudden considered the best player out there now jacksonville has a lot of money but they've already said they're going to trade him or he has to take a pay cut okay he has maybe not lived up to that contract i don't know who could uh, he's got a 15 million dollar cap hit now he's a guy if he was cut i don't know what kind of money he will command on the open market but you put andrew norwell at one of the starting guard spots now and and and, and now you know and, and gettleman loves him he signed him once uh, that would be something interesting. You know, the Giants have to kind of think a little outside the box with this because I think, what, you know, getting back to your vodka and cranberry-induced offensive line, um, you know. <laughs> analysis. You know, uh, analysis, yes. Um, I still think there is a starting offensive lineman on the Giants who is not yet on this roster. Okay, okay. that's fair. I'll you know, agree I, with that. Okay, you know, so somebody, yeah. and, and I don't think it's a rookie either. I don't think it's a rookie at all. So, you know, they got enough with these young guys. They need a veteran stabilizer. Um, so, you know, Andrew Norwood. Because we could open, obviously, say left guard, right guard, and right tackle are up for grabs, right? You agree with that? Center yeah. and left tackle or not? Uh, yeah, I mean, and and, and okay. you know, I, I'm sure you weren't a math major at Troy, right? Did they have a math no. department in Troy? Did they have? Did they teach? The Harvard math? of the South has all kinds of academic options. The Harvard of the Deep <laughs> South, right? Um, you mentioned three three spots on the offensive line that might be up for grabs. Yep. Three out of five. Now, neither of us were math majors. That is more than fifty percent, right, Jake? It is. Are you with me here? Three out of five is more than 50%? That is Three out of five is 60% according to my math skills, yes. Okay. Sarah, yes. You got that right? Yes. It's yes, more than... Yes. Okay. She, she, she's nodding her head yes. So none of us you know, have a slide rule out here. But if you're saying that 60% of the offensive line still can be up for grabs, how the hell is this a great offensive line that you said is going to... I just don't get it. I just... I, it doesn't worry me because, listen, I would be okay... I. I the positions are up for grabs, but I also wouldn't care if Lemieux started, Hernandez started, and Solder started. I just wouldn't. I think they're good enough players to get you, you know, have a good season. I don't, 
So th- that that doesn't does it worry you as much as it did last year? Uh, no, it does okay. not. But so that maybe that's I just feel better than I did last year. Yeah, that's maybe fine. That, maybe I mean, I'll it, change. Yeah, last year we were complete head cases about the offensive line. Well, they, and now, yeah, you know now we're just kind of like thinking. Well, if it's a disaster, we 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 know it might come. You know, look, I I, I agree. I I think there are pieces there, but more work needs to be done. And just because Kevin Zeitler left, and as we said, he is not a great player. It's not. There's no assumption that they have anybody on their roster now who is as good as him so until you prove to me that someone is good as him whether it's Lemire do you, or Hernandez or, or they sign somebody then it's a downgrade until it's an upgrade where do they get cornerback to you think they do that in, I mean they can't do it in free agency they just uh, can't there's not enough money I mean do you think Malcolm Butler's in play right he just got cut I don't I, like him well, no, he had one play in his life and it was luck interesting well no how was it luck not just luck yeah they I mean, it's just luck. Luck fell, I, fell in his hands. No, uh, incorrect. He made a, had a great jump on that ball. I know, but they cheated. Someone told him that play was coming. Someone told him that play was coming. But he has not been, you know, he's been okay since then. Give me Isaac Yidham over him, though. Oh, boy. Okay. Hot take, hot take, hot take. Hot take. Give me Yidham. He's he's still in the volcano. He's still in the volcano. This tells me me that there was no cranberry in the the vodka. (laughs) What what else alcoholic mixes You do like Malcolm Butler. I mean, he got benched in Tennessee. I'm not saying I think he he is derailed. They cut him. They just cut him. That tells you. But he's better than Isaac Yidham. (laughs) But put it this way. Mm. Do you have confidence in, in Patrick Graham and his schemes yeah. and the way he utilizes players. Yeah. Yes. I mean, so, yes. So, if, so if they would sign Malcolm Butler, Patrick Graham and Joe Judge would know every iota of what this guy can do, and they would know exactly where he fits in their scheme and how to how to protect him. Now, I, I don't know yeah. if that would happen or not, but and I also think the cupboard is not bare at cornerback. McKinney is a safety, but he can play yeah. some slot corner. Darnay Holmes kind of got Darnay, hurt at the end of the year. He was good. He was good as, as, a, a, as a slot corner. He's a feisty guy, and... Do you think Julian Love can be CB2? Do you think there's any chance of that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like him too. I mean, they maybe, yeah, we already answered our question. I They do have some pieces um, defensively. Is uh, they, don't, they don't need to spend a lot of capital or even draft capital on, on the defense. I, don't, I would focus solely on this offense. I mean, the offense was 31st, for God's sakes. So take seven receivers, hopefully you get three. And, and, and one thing we mentioned, everyone was talking about Evan Ingram and that blah, blah, blah. They don't get rid of him. Oh, by the way, there is a tight end who could be there at number 11 in the draft. Now, we don't oh, know yeah. how that's going to play out. but Who is I'm a not... slash, right? He's like a receiver well, slash uh, tight end. Pitts of, of, yep. of, of Kyle Florida. Pitts. Yeah, he, he, is, he is what everyone thinks is going to be the next Kelsey and the next Kittle. You know, he is, you know, 6'4 and 255. And you, you line him at tight end. You put him outside. You, do, you know, he is a... You know, the proverbial weapon. Now, the one thing about all the best tight ends in the league, all of them, Gronk when he was good, uh, you know, when he was better. Um, You know, I mentioned Kittle. I mentioned Kelsey, uh, Zach Ertz. What do they all have in common? None of them were first-round draft picks. So you do not have to take a tight end in the first round. You know, and I, I get a little bit afraid when people say, oh, he's a generational, he's a hybrid. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of those guys. But as you mentioned, there are two tight end, there are two receivers. There was a bunch of receivers uh, who, who would fit in nicely at 11. 
Pitts would fit in nicely at 11. So I agree with you. I'd be surprised at this point if number 11 in the draft is not an offensive playmaking weapon of some sort. So, and I talked to Daniel Jeremiah a few weeks ago and, and I mentioned Pitts to him and and he's, and I said, what about Ingram? And he said, play them both. And listen, we could, we could touch on that on our pre-draft show coming in April. And we'll have, let's close on this guys, because breaking news has come into the newsroom. Tom Brady has gotten a one-year extension with the Bucks. He will play through the 2022 season, and he'll be 45 years old. He'll have two more chances here. It'll clear up a bunch of cap space. It's a four-year deal that voids after one-year extension, so he will have two more seasons in Tampa, two more shots to win two more Super Bowls, which makes uh, Giants fans probably sick. So, so you see, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New York Giants are standing pat with their quarterbacks, right? They're, they're, <laughs> yeah, bo- they're both one and the same. They're both staying, they're saying, we're... <laughs> I don't care about your Russell Wilson and your your Deshaun Watson. We have our guy. We're sticking with him. Okay. Well, let's see how that works out for the Bucks. Okay. Let's see how that yeah, works no out. Kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Because that guy Brady, I don't know about him. I don't know. He's on That's He's funny. he's he's on his last legs. I think that man might play till he's sixty. He's going to be getting AARP cards and winning his like seven seventeenth Super Bowl. Hey, hey, I have years. to mention. Did you guys see the picture a while back? I think it was around the Super Bowl. They had a picture of George Blanda, who I actually remember as a player who was at the same age at, at forty three, right? And, oh come and, on! And Tom Brady. Did you see that picture? That was you don't think all those guys, the Mannings, the Bradys, they're they're ahead of the times. They Botox. They make themselves look younger. To appear, no, I swear to God, well, these hold guys. On, hold on. This no, is no, no, breaking no. news. Eli Manning. Used no, 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 no. I don't know that. I'm just. I have no. I have no evidence of this. But I'm saying Tom Brady and these guys, they make themselves look younger to the organization, just like anyone tries to do at work, so you appear younger. You can't tell me Tom Brady has not had work. Can we get Joan Rivers on the show? What's going on here? For Botox. God's sakes, <laughs> Lawrence. What was going on in the back of the bus those days and the Listen, flights? Were you guys you just try and keep yourself th- young? Things into your eyelids. The, or something like it that? is a it is when you get into your mid-30s it's a game right if you look and appear younger and healthy and strong mainly here the team's not going to look and say you know you don't want them going upstairs saying oh shit, you know eli looked really well, let me, old let, today. let me ask you something how the hell did the steelers resign ben roethlisberger well that's he, a different he's just a big lumberjack he, that's yeah, what they he, want. he literally <laughs> looks he, he looks like uh yeah. you know he, the house on the prairie was calling for uh you know extras hey. and somebody said get the the big goofy guy i did not think we'd be ending this show talking about Botox, but it's the perfect way to end this Blue Rush podcast. Let's hand it off next to everyone's favorite Scottish clothes on Blue Rush. We'll be back after the Giants make some moves in free agency. And that says cheerio to episode 66, my old teammate David Deal edition of Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown and Sarah McCrory for producing the show. Give us that wee five-star rating and write in a nice review on Apple Podcasts, you filthy animals. For Paulie Schwartz, I'm Lawrence Steins. Don't call me Larry. Thanks for tuning in all season. We'll be back after the Giants make free agency moves. We'll talk to you then. Stay safe and thanks for listening.